Welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome back to The Wave, the weekly news and chat show from the world-famous bottom of the stream podcast. It is indeed, and it's Christmas week. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's nice. It is nice. How's your Christmas build-up been? Uh, well, I've got I've got decorations up now, which uh, I don't cool. think I had last week. No, so. I don't think you had. That's true. Yeah, that's Christmas is in the house. Excellent. In the house. You're ready? <laughs> in the house. Yeah, I, I think... My last present I was waiting for came t- today. Sweet. I haven't double-checked, but I think that was the last one I was waiting for. Excellent. So, yeah. Just wrapping now. Sure. How are you with wrapping? Uh, I think passable. Yeah, that's how I'd say I was. But not talented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Absolutely the same. Would be my honest self-assessment. Not, not the worst. Yeah, I've seen worse, but I've also seen better. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Good. How about you? You what? Christmas? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Prepare. It'd be nice if work was finished, but it isn't. Okay. So, And they've given us next Friday afternoon off, right. but we have to make the time up. Oh, that's it's like, not really a Christmas no, gift. No, it's not. So I've got to work longer days next <laughs> week. We'd be like, can it's I just annoying. stay? Yeah, but apparently no. <laughs> that's stupid. I've also got a bit of a cold, so if you hear me sniffling and coughing during this episode, I apologise. A lovely Christmas cold. Everybody's at, everybody at work's got a cold, it's ridiculous. So oh, yeah. It's like we all just share it around the office. Yeah. This is, this is what happens in these environments. It is cold, though. Environments. It was minus 9.5 in my car yesterday morning. Oh, I know. Ridiculous. And we, I don't think we've been above freezing for about a week now no there's like eight layers of frost it looks like it snowed in my gut yeah but there's like eight layers of frost on top of frost yeah it's crazy i can't think of any other country that has a temperature shift like we do it was 42 degrees in this one <laughs> and now it's minus 10 that's a 53 degree temperature swift shift I, I think it's going to be like 10 by tuesday yeah apparently so. it's going to get warmer yeah. so madness back in the short <laughs> that's that's my plan anyway no no i won't be in shorts now till <laughs> june uh, news? Should we do some Netflix news? Let's do the news. Straight in, shall we? Uh, we're we're, uh... we're going to start with non-Netflix news. This okay. Week, Mix it up a little bit. I think probably the, you know, a story we've been tracking over the last few weeks. Yes. And it is certainly making the headlines is the ongoing saga uh, of, of DC Studios. Yes. And I don't know, to be honest, if the actual movies are going to be able to live up to the real-life drama that seems to be playing I think they just out. make a movie about this. <laughs> but having said, not but a month or two ago that he was coming back as Superman, and indeed cameoing in Black Adam, Yeah, uh, Henry Cavill is out. Yeah, he's done. He is not coming back. Uh, because James Gunn has said he's writing a younger Superman movie. Yeah. I mean, why is he writing a Superman movie at all, is the question. <laughs> but he is. So Cavill is now lost. He's not had a good week, old The uh, Witcher XC, job. Is he? <laughs> so do you feel like he quit The Witcher to be Superman and now he's lost Superman? I think that would be an easy leap to make. I think, I suspect it is more complicated. Yeah, I that. imagine it is, yeah. But the timing isn't great. No. Uh, there was rumours he was going back to The Witcher, which he had to debunk as well. I saw that on Instagram. I don't think you can do that. No, I someone don't think else you Somebody else has been cast and signed yeah. up. But it's people are not happy about it. that. So I think that was maybe more wishful thinking than anything else. Uh, yeah, Cavill wrote, I will, after all, not be returning as Superman after being told by the studio to announce my return back in October. 
this news isn't the easiest, but that's life. Changing of a guard is something that happens, and I respect that. It makes you wonder how last minute this James Gunn hiring was. Because if the studios are saying, yeah, announce it, and then they hire a new leader, and then he's like, no, fuck off. Yeah. How last minute was that? Well, yes, exactly. I don't know. It's, like, these it's guys chaos. have got this 10 year plan, but but there's, yeah, there's obviously nothing there above them in the hierarchy. It's, it's chaos, still the scattergun as ever. Do you think he's going to be James Bond? That rumour's around as well. Well, th- th- there's a couple of bits, isn't there? I mean, he'd be the henchest Bond. He really would, yeah. But I think he'd be a good Bond. Yeah. I can't uh, see why not. But there's something else. There is. Yeah, I saw this today. Cavill. He's looks just, his name's like just been all over the news this week. He could be it. attached to. And he look, this guy is a well-known geek. Yes. Isn't he? he you know, we, we went through the whole, with The Witcher, his his sort of obsessiveness of that, a fan of the books. Yeah. Uh, is a guy who builds his own PCs. He paints miniatures. Yes. And guess what? Sort uh, of loser does that. <laughs> Cavill has been linked with... An adaptation, a TV series adaptation that many people believe Amazon are about to get over the line and agree a deal for. And that is that of Warhammer 40,000. Cool, okay. Which people are well up for. Yeah, I know a couple of people (laughs) who are well up for it who will be listening right now, but it's never been something that I really know much about, to be honest. Uh, Amazon, yeah, it is believed close to sealing a deal that would enable them to you know, adapt that into TV series slash movies yeah. slash universe. Uh, that's basically, am I about to offend loads of people? Do it, it's funny. Dungeons and Dragons in space. <laughs> yeah, I think it probably is. It sounds about right. With like badass armor and aliens and... Yeah. Yeah. Little figures that people paint. Oh, he'd be good in that. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be good in anything. He's he's good, just, he's he just good. needs somebody to let him do, do something. Do you think he's, he's had a hard... These last couple a of t- weeks. Do you think he's had a tough deal with Superman? Because yeah. he's probably a could have been a better Superman, but hadn't really got the up. Op- yeah, the two the two movies. He's not terrible. been helped by the script no. and the timing and the no, not at all. You know, I mean, you can't see anybody. Tell me, there's anybody who looks more like Superman than no? Than I agree. Guy. I agree. So yeah, I think he's he's not the best of weeks. So that hopefully that Warhammer stuff will come up. I'm for sure him. he'll fall on his feet. Yeah. Next. Let's switch back to Netflix news and talk about a few stats that have started to come in on the Netflix ad tier. Oh, okay. Go for it. It's not great news. I mean, shares this week of Netflix fell more than 8%, uh, wiping approximately 11.5 billion from the company's stock market value. (sighs) Because uh, mostly this is based on the theory that the advertising-funded tier has got off to a bad start. Right. Uh, falling short of the numbers that Netflix guaranteed its advertisers they would get. Uh, no specific number of subscribers on this tier have been released yet, but it is believed that they've only pulled in around 80% of the numbers that they promised. Interesting. Uh, so Netflix has had to add offer a lot of these advertisers refunds on adverts oh, wow. because they had contracts saying we guarantee you will have your ads will be in this in front of this many viewers. So maybe it wasn't the price putting people off after all. It was the content maybe. Who Possibly. Knows? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's 80% in what? Um, six weeks? Yeah. Something like that of, of their target. But yeah, got it. 
Got to go with the it small print. It was always a gamble, wasn't it? Got to go with the small print. It was an untested market that they didn't know anything about. It was an interesting one. And it was always a gamble. So it'd be interesting to see what happens next. I, another interesting thing on this is that it is rumoured that Netflix uh, was sell, also selling ads at a higher price than Disney Plus have been hawking theirs at. Oh, really? Okay. As well. So, yeah. Well, that is interesting. Yeah. There you go. Mm, okay. We'll keep our eye on that one. That could go either way. Yeah, I'm sure there will be more stats coming uh, as we move into 2023. Uh, cancellation news this is big on news. Netflix. Uh, and that is that to read it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the details are Warrior Nun is no more at Netflix. Yeah, it's crazy. Nobody saw that coming. Canceled Warrior Nun does really two. well. Yeah. Really well. Like really good numbers. It does. Uh, and it it's been in the, it's been top of the top of the charts since it's been released yeah, a couple of times uh, since season two has been released. Oh well, it's not happening anymore. Crazy. I mean, I know we say this before, and I know it's not exactly sort of witchy and vampire-y, but it yeah. still sort of falls in the yeah the sort of fantasy fantasy realms, swords and sorcery type stuff that Netflix do have a lot of. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, so in the last few months, couple of months, maybe three months, we've now seen Warrior Nun cancelled, yeah, First Kill cancelled, yeah, and Fate: The Winx Saga, yes, yeah, all gone. It does feel they're all sort of in the same wheelhouse, doesn't yeah. it? You, you've got to feel like they've all got the same sort of fans as well. Netflix was pissing off the same people over and over again. <laughs> the same three people, same persons watching all three of those series. Maybe. Oh, my favourites. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> yeah, that's what exactly. I'm but there'll be some science somewhere that's told them to do that. Sure. So it'd be, uh, but I was I was really surprised when I saw that come up in the week. I was, I always thought that was like a really popular show. Very soon after the yeah, with within a month of the yeah, within the, a month the second series yeah definitely being being released. Uh, okay, we've talked also in the last few weeks a bit about Netflix wanting to get into live sport, which Ted Sarandos kind of denied for now yeah. in that interview we talked about a couple of weeks ago but what netflix have definitely been i guess you'd say one of the leading lights on is the sports documentary yeah. the sort of partnership with major sports leagues we know that drive to survive has been a big hit you know their fly on the wall formula one show yeah massive hit well uh, and also they've got I think it's about the second week in July, a tennis behind okay. the scenes flying all, exactly the same format, yeah. basically, but following the, the sort of ma- the ATP tennis tour. Well, they're also close to closing a deal because wouldn't you find a formula that works? You've got to absolutely flog it as much as you can. <laughs> uh, a deal with... That's Netflix's whole business model. Rugby Union. Okay. Uh, to, to basically make the same program, but about rugby. Right. Any of you know any of these influence you, uh, interest you? No, I don't. I don't understand rugby. I never have. Drive to Survive has been it. a massive. They reckon has has pulled in a lot of new viewers. Yeah, I'm sure it has. One, People love which, which I think is one of the most boring sports that you can get. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Tennis, not so much. Rugby. Oh, I don't know. No, none I don't, of them really interest me. I just don't. I don't want to be in any of these sweaty changing rooms. I don't think. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I didn't say that. <laughs> 
because there's been a few sort of ins and outs of oh, as some of the drama in Drive to Survive being sort of inauthentically yeah, generated. It gets that leveled at it quite often. Doesn't it, it does. Uh, well, let let's see what happens with the with the upcoming uh, tennis one, and then if if this deal gets on, yeah, rugby uh, and the Six Nations, it would it would focus on, oh, okay, which so is yeah. which is the international one of the international tournaments. Interesting. Isn't it? Okay. So. Cool. Okay. Interesting. We'll keep our eye on that one. If you like it, go for it. I don't need that one now, do I? No, we've covered the tennis one. More stats and ratings news. Love it. Uh, Troll, the yes. Norwegian monster movie, has become, as we speak, with what, two weeks left in 2022, yeah. the most popular or the most watched non English language movie. Uh, on Netflix oh, wow. this year. Okay, that's cool. With 128 million hours viewed and still counting, obviously, because we have a couple of weeks left of yeah. this year. Uh, yeah, it's got to the top 10 in 93 countries. Wow. I think that's their entire... I think 93 is the amount of countries that Netflix oh, subscribes. Top sure, that's the number that's in my head. So I think that's their entire catalogue. Uh, yeah, if you... Go down a little bit. Yeah, so the previous most popular, the one it's knocked off the, the top of the charts for this year was Blood Red Sky, if you remember that. I do, I've seen that as well. I've seen both of these films. Which had 110 million hours viewed. Troll is so, definitely a better film. Yeah. Uh, other big hitters in non-English language movies this year, The Platform was rounded out the top three. Was that this year? Uh, 108 million hours. I think it was yeah, right that, at the start. That feels ages ago. Uh, all Quiet on the Western Front, 101 million hours. Again, that's that's a relatively recent release. Yeah, uh, and Black Crab, 94 million hours. Do I know Black Crab? I don't think it's I know Black Crab. It's Numi Rapace. I think she's like an, like an SAS. Oh, Black no, Ops. yes, I do know the one. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. But Troll's beating them all. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's yeah. a great film. It's a great little monster movie. There's, what more can you want? Sure. Monster movies are easy to make. And... They're good, usually. <laughs> and that one is. Well done to everyone involved. Absolutely. Next. Uh, news on... I was going to say quite a niche movie, but I don't think it is. If, if, you're, if you're in a, the right circles. I don't if think you're a fan of this movie, this is what you are very excited about in the, over the next year or, year, year or two. And that is Netflix's live-action adaptation of My Hero Academia. Yeah. Uh, which is a... a an adaptation of the uh, the very popular anime. Yeah. Hugely uh, popular. And some sort of creative announcements this week. Okay. So it is being directed by Shinsuke Sato. Okay. Do we know him? Uh, he directed quite a bit of Alice in Borderland. Oh, right. Okay. Season two is coming of that very yeah. soon. It I'm is. excited. I loved Alice in Borderlands season one. Uh, and this will be his English language debut project. Okay. So it's an English language remake. Of, yeah. Or re... What is it? Re... Live action. Live action. Version. Yes. Screenplay is uh, done uh, and was done by Joby Harold. Okay. Uh, who was responsible earlier this year for Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney. Right. And also Army of the Dead. Oh, interesting. On Netflix. Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Hmm. Um, yeah, legendary 
uh, are the studio behind it. Uh, My Hero Academia follows superhero fanboy Izuku Midoriya, who was born without a quirk, which is the type of exceptional ability 80% of the Earth's population have now manifested. This crushes his dream of going to the prestigious hero training academy and becoming the next hero. Okay. Uh, But he vows to work as hard as he can, quirk or no quirk, to become a symbol of peace and a beacon of hope for the world. Sweet. Sounds good. It's a good concept. Yeah. Uh, No names on board. Any casting rumours yet? Not as far as I'm aware. Uh, I think you could go and, um, again, if you look on the right... Reddit, etc. Yeah, see some uh, very interesting fan castings. Okay, uh, I'm sure people would want in that. But yeah, things are like, moving forward. Yeah, a lot of news is going to come of that over the next year or so. So we'll uh, we'll keep our eye on it. Uh, this week, yep. was the annual submission. Only happens once a year every, uh, in the states where films are inducted. I guess, into the Library of Congress's National Film Registry. Okay, so it's like a Hall of Fame kind of... Basically, so these are works that are of significant importance or quality that they are on this registry of, yeah, important movies. Okay. Some interesting ones have gone in this year. Go for it. A superhero movie's gone in. Iron Man. Iron Man, the first Iron Man? Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Which I thought was quite interesting. Uh, Movies are selected because of their cultural, historic or aesthetic importance to America's film heritage. I think Iron Man, if you're going by that rule, is probably the most important. Look what it started in the last 20 years. Exactly. It's probably the most important film of the last 20 years. Uh, When Harry Met Sally. Okay. I'm surprised that's not already in there. Yeah, me too, actually. As with the next one, which is The Little Mermaid, the Disney... Yeah. Animation from I think it's nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, uh, hairspray's gone in the original John Walters hairspray. Uh, as has Carrie. Oh, cool! That's interesting. Yeah, Carrie does have significant cultural impact, I suppose. I would say so. Yeah. How? If you see how often that is aped. Yeah, all the time. I, I did not even thinking about the book, but the the tropes of yeah. horror movies. How many sort of come out of that? Yeah, that carry movie. Yeah, is. hundreds. Yeah. Even Wednesday sat, did a little bit on it. Yeah, yeah. Mm, uh, yeah that's fair. Serrano de Bergerac, the nineteen fifty adaptation, and Superfly, the black exploitation flick from the seventies. So yeah, really quite <laughs> interesting a, group of quite films. a range. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, interesting. We'll have to. I might check out the full list. See what uh, you can do. That you can go it. to the Library of Congress's website for the full list of inductions this oh. year, and then the the wider list uh, that are in there. And maybe we'll put the link in the Discord. I will put some links in the socials at some point this week. I'm sure. Excellent. Next, let's circle back around to where we started. Okay. With what, DC. Well, kind of right. a couple of DC actors. Right. Oh, yes. And they will be teaming up uh, in an action comedy. And that is none other than the peacemaker, John Cena. Uh, and Aquaman, Jason Momoa. Interesting combination of people. I like it. Uh, yeah. They are going to team up uh, for Killer Vacation. Right. What is uh, Killer Vacation? Sounds fun. 
Uh, it, it is basically a um, uh, a comedy where these these two it, are teaming up on fre- go on holiday. Stuff happens. Action ensues. Sounds cool. like a good way to get paid and go somewhere nice. It really does, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of charisma in yeah, that duo. Definitely. There is, I would say, Very much so. Yeah, good tag team. Pops, yes, I suppose <laughs> it would be. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. They both just signed up this week, so you, you're looking at a couple of years till that drops. Sweet. Um, okay. Yeah. There. Look out for killer vacation. Definitely. Right, we've got a Norman Reedus section now. Okay, we've done the Henry Cavill section. Now we've got the Norman Reedus. And this will close out our news for the week. So He's a cool-looking dude, isn't he? Norman Reedus has signed up for the John Wick spin-off. Okay. Because everything must have a spin-off. Of course it uh, does. Ballerina. Ballerina? Yeah, he will play an unknown character. Um, but yeah, this has got quite the cast list right. in this spin-off because everyone wants a bit of action. Hit me. Uh, Ana de Armas. Nice. Uh, is the main star of this uh, spin-off. Angelica Houston. Wow. Ian McShane. Uh, Lance Reddick. Joy. I love Lance Reddick. Are all on on board the film, and uh, as well as Keanu Reeves. Obviously. Apparently showing up for a cameo. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ballerina is... Uh, the title role is played by Anna Darmas. Uh, she is a young woman whose family is slain and plots revenge. Sweet. Uh, the producer, Erica Lee, said, We are huge fans of Norman Reedus and we are confident that our fans will be just as excited as we are that he is joining the Wick universe. Again, everything must have a universe. The Wick universe. Wow. <laughs> this is like a movie about candles. <laughs> uh, she, she, she says he will make an incredible addition to Ballerina. Uh, oh, I'm, yeah, sure, I'm sure he will. Yeah, he's an incredible guy. <laughs> Look how cool he is. <laughs> he's probably just uh, glad to not be playing a in that those terrible zombie TV shows, <laughs> he's good. He's doing a spin-off, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I personally think all the Walking Dead spin-offs will get canned. I'm not sure they're gonna all I, happen. No, yeah. I don't think any of them will. We'll see. I don't think there's the appetite for that. The, the, what that series was the biggest show in the world at one point. Yeah, and then it finished last month. And nobody noticed. I know it was literally just fizzled. I think a lot of people stopped fizzled. watching about the same time. Yeah, well, just absolutely. Yeah. It was the biggest show in the world at one point, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was massive. 100%. And it just it just fizzled away. Yeah. Really did. Uh, the second bit of Reader's News is is sheer rumour. Okay. But he is associated to this quite closely. Yeah. Uh, and that is the news. That rights have been sold for the Death Stranding video game feature film adaptation. That's not surprising. I mean, no, I'm surprised that's so. not happened already. Uh, and obviously, uh, Reedus was played the lead role in the video. He game. did indeed. Yeah. So we can't surely have a feature film that he's not in. Well, why would you? Has he? He's, he's bought himself a role just yeah. for the franchise. Whatever happens. Yeah, absolutely. Can you I think imagine the outbreak about to come out as well for the game. <laughs> yeah. Why would you not cast him? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a partnership between, uh, obviously, Hideo Kojima, uh, his studio, Kojima Productions, and Hammerstone Studios. Cool. Um, early days, uh, unclear whether the movie's plot will remain faithful to the original game, but I'm sure it will. And, uh, yeah, we just has got to be in this, surely. It's, it's as simple as that. You can't imagine a Death Stranding game, uh, movie without him in. Why yeah. would you recast it? Exactly. It makes no sense. Um, the... 
Uh, Alex Le- Lebevchi, who is uh, part of Hammerstone Studios, says he was thrilled and honoured to work with Kojima and he wants to redefine what a video game adaptation could be when you have creative and artistic freedom. Uh, Lubovchi calls the film an authentic Hideo Kojima production. Uh, Kojima himself said, I couldn't be more excited about this new partnership with Hammerstone Studios. This is a pivotal moment for the franchise and I'm really looking forward to t- collaborating with them in bringing Death Stranding to the big screen. So it sounds like Kojima's going to be very involved in these like couple it. of statements. Kojima, I don't, Kojima's one of those guys that's like, how do you ever sleep? What? Yeah. You're just constantly working, he must be. Yeah. Have you ever played Death Stranding? No, I've never no, played I it. Either. I think it's just like I, a I've looked scene. at it a few times and because it it is does seem like the sort of game I would like. Yeah, that's like why. Yeah, boring and slow. Yeah, and that's yeah. That's a get into game. it for. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm no, I don't mean that as a criticism. No, it's not. I mean like I think that's something f- that will take me probably ten years to complete because yeah. I have no time to do this. Sort of <laughs> um, Sweet. Anyone news? That's all the news. Good work. Well done on the news. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? There's a theme to what I've watched this week. Okay. I wonder what that theme would be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've watched some Christmas things. Okay. Sounds, sounds good. So, what have you watched? I've watched a couple of Christmas movies. Yep. And that's before we even talk about our Thursday show movie. for our movie show. I've watched a couple of Christmas movies on Netflix. Go I watched it. Falling for Christmas. Is that the Lindsay Lohan one? Is the Lindsay Lohan How one. was it? Do you know what? It's all right. I wouldn't say it's awful then. What you would expect. Yeah, well, I think all Christmas movies are. Over the top. It's a Netflix production line Christmas movie. Yeah. she good in it? I mean, she's a bit liney and <laughs> <laughs> craggy, but she's, yeah, she is. She's just who she is, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. She, look, it's... I'm not going to run out and watch it. I'm not going to lie. It's no. Not, not for me. It's perfectly serviceable. It's a Christmas film. But do you know what? What? I did not enjoy it as much as the second Christmas film I watched this week on Netflix. Okay. Which was A Kind-Hearted Christmas. What is that? Which was, again, a completely out of the box. I think it was Canadian. Right. It didn't even have credits at the start. It was just a cold open. And, Sounds uh, familiar. Yeah, exactly. Basically, uh, a small t- uh, a lady who lives in a small town, a widow... Uh, falls in love with a local news reporter who comes to town to report on a a sort of anonymous secret Santa who's okay. been helping uh, people in need and uh, donating to, to Chris- the Christmas fund in the town. Sounds suitably Christmas film. I enjoyed it more than the Lin- big budget Lindsay Lohan. Oh, really? <laughs> Netflix Christmas Does that film. mean it's good or is it just better than that one? It's just better than that one. Right, okay. Again, it's cheap. It's, it's yeah, generic the, Christmas. You, film. you you could have randomly played any of these Christmas films on Netflix, and yeah, yeah. You, you're going to get the same thing out of all of them. And no they what. they don't vary too much. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then the other thing I watched is not a Christmas movie, okay, but it is a Christmas thing. I watched the Christmas special of Murderville. Oh, I have not seen this on yet. Netflix. Was it good? Who killed Santa? Uh, I thought it was one of the best ones. Oh, good. Yeah. It's uh, Mur- Murderville, by way of a reminder, is uh, Will Arnett uh, roping in celebrity friends uh, to an unscripted yeah, fully show, improv show where they have to uh, they have to try and solve the murder of the episode. 
Cool. Uh, and he's got two guests on this one. Oh, really? Who are the who are the uh, guests? Jason Bateman. Yep. And uh, Maya Rudolph. Oh, nice. Very Christmassy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it was. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah. I would and it goes in a slightly different uh, direction to some of the um, the standard the ones standard that came out ones. earlier in the year. Sweet. Yeah. I would definitely watch that. 100% yeah. It's, it's that. like fifty minutes. I had a good time. Cool. That's that's my weekend sorted. I'll watch yeah. that tomorrow probably. Excellent. How about you? Uh, I watched Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio at the weekend. Oh, brilliant. What do you think? Brilliant. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. It's really, really good. It's You don't realise how impressive the animation is. There's a there's also a documentary making of okay. that I also watched. Yeah. And that really makes you appreciate the film a lot more and the effort that goes into it. It took 10 years to make this film. Yeah. It's incredible. But yeah, it's, re- it's really good. It's really dark. It's a lot darker than you would expect to... I've heard this. It's not yeah. a kids' film. I was going to say, could could kids watch it? Yes, but but they're not going to get. Would they be creeped out? <laughs> yeah, I think so. And you'd probably get something out of it different than they'd get. Yeah, because Pinocchio is a happy-go-lucky little puppet guy. Ah, it's, it's actually, just Disney's version. Yeah. It's actually really deep, dark story to it as well. Yeah. And you, it's more about Geppetto's relationship with losing his son and okay. how he dealt with that afterwards and that sort of thing, and his drinking and alcohol yeah. and all this, but. It's it's really good. It's it's maybe a little bit too long, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, and the make I definitely watched the making of as well because that's fascinating. Yes, I've seen that. That is there it's on fast, Netflix because all the characters are different sizes. Yeah, so you've got a wooden doll who's best friends with a cricket. When they have it from the cricket's perspective, they have to have this like room sized version of Pinocchio's head. Sure, because obviously to get the perspective right for the stop motion, and then then vice versa, they have to have a tiny, tiny little cricket character that's like a centimetre at all yeah. for when Pinocchio's at his normal size and they're having to make all these different size models to get the perspectives right. It was really interesting. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro stands next to this Pinocchio's head that's the size of this room and he's just standing there rubbing it and it's, it's just fascinating how they yeah. have to build these models. What an absolute, yeah, labour of love. Ten years apparently it's, it's, it's gone into it. Yeah. And I'm going to do something now. I've watched something else this week and I don't ever do this. Okay. I'm going to recommend to you and to everybody listening a reality TV show. Oh, no way. <laughs> okay. Um, it's not on Netflix. I'm, I've, gone off, I've gone off brand. It's on the BBC iPlayer over here, so I'm assuming you'll be able to find it everywhere else. It's called The Traitors. Okay. Have you heard of this? Uh, I, I think I've seen a couple of adverts, but I don't I, don't I have managed to get myself addicted to it. Okay. I think it's the best reality TV show I've ever seen. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. It's such a clever concept. Right. And it really is good. So 22 people go to a castle in Scotland. Okay. Claudia Winkleman hosts. Uh, okay. I'm, You're in plus, on board already. Yes, a plus point. She, in the, they have a, like a round table meeting and she picks three of them to become traitors. This is like, just like Among Us it in is real a, life. It is Among Us the TV show. <laughs> okay. It's exactly what it is. So she picks these, secretly picks these three traitors. Every night they have to murder somebody. Okay. Who's the traitors versus the faithfuls. Yeah. So every night they murder a faithful. And then that evening, the faithful, the, everybody gets together around this round table and votes out who they think is a traitor. Sure. And it is driving every single one of them insane because they cannot trust anybody. Yeah. And it is fascinating TV. It is really, really good. That is a good I recommendation. I cannot recommend it high enough. The, it's brutal. It, the fair, I won't give anything away, but the very first challenge, she lines, she says, they all get out of the cars when they get to the castle. They've not even gone inside yet. Yeah. And she's like, I want you to line up in the order of who you think will win. Okay. So she's like, put the winner at this end, who you think's going to lose at this They've end. They've never met each other. Never right? met each other. Yeah. Well, they've met each other on the train on the yeah, way yeah, to yeah. Scotland. Yeah. 
So they all, they all line up and these two guys stand at the end and they're like being chivalrous. They're like, okay, we'll stand at this end where we, we don't think we're going to lose, but we'll stand here too. Yeah. And she, she, Claudia Wickham just goes, right, you two can go home now. That's so it. That's it. Out. She sends them both straight home. Oh, I love it's it. Fucking brilliant. Honestly, watch it. It's great. It's great. It's still, oh, it's still on. It's not finished yet. Yeah. So I think, I think it finishes next week. Okay. So there's 12 episodes. There's been three a week for the last four weeks. Okay. Yeah, it's great. And awesome, I never recommend cool. reality TV. And it's it's great. Cool. I, I'm, that does sound good. I'm a little bit annoyed that we're going out tonight because I can't watch last night's ah. episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's. I think that's all I've watched because I've watched, I did three episodes in a row on Monday night. Yeah. Like three episodes on Tuesday night just to try and catch myself up because I'd, 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 I'm late to the party on it. It's been on for like three weeks. Okay. But yeah, it's, and all the people are really like, they're not like standard reality TV Oh, so you've not got like some, in there no you haven't got the like the love island people or anybody yeah. like that it, they're all like genuinely there's like a 72 year old lesbian there's a businessman yeah. there's all a woman a who, normal there's a couple in there of... who haven't told anybody that they're a couple okay so they're playing the game individually but also oh interesting but they've made their own little rules yeah but it's great it's really interesting check it out honestly i can't recommend it high enough Brilliant. that's it that's all i've watched because i've been just binging that all week fine fine <laughs> that's okay that is okay Shall we move on and do the real talk? Yes, but you're going to have to carry this baton on this because I've left my phone in the car. Oh, you wally. <laughs> How have you managed that? I don't know. Well, I've got 7% battery on my phone. Oh, so this is going to be... Let's fly through this. I, I like the excitement <laughs> that we're bringing to this. Uh, what was this week's real talk question, Nick? Look, it's the, our, our sort of final christmas theme real talk, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Easy. What's your favourite Christmas movie? What's your favourite Christmas movie? Everybody's got one. Yeah. But this brought up a few questions for me. Okay. Because I think my favourite Christmas movie is not what I would say is the best Christmas movie. So okay, I had a few questions internally of what you to ask yourself I would some be questions. putting forward for this. <laughs> now run through the Discord first. Because we've had quite a few responses on this. So let me run through the Discord. Sam Mulholland came back at us first. Everybody's favourite Christmas movie, Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. It's got to be in the conversation. hundred percent. everybody's conversation. It's my dad's favourite. Is it? Yep. Fair play. And, and going back to what I said, I think it would be up there for me with the best Christmas movie. But not necessarily your favourite Christmas yeah. movie. But I okay. 100% acknowledge that is a great Christmas movie. I think I've seen it a lot less than everybody else has seen it. I've, I've probably only seen it two or three times. Okay. But some people seem to watch it every yeah. Christmas. Uh, Wayne O responded with, I was partial to Fred Claus, but then the spacey of it all has tainted it. That's <laughs> fair. Uh, so his answer will be the most wonderful time of the year. Ever heard of it? No, I haven't. I haven't either. Think. Apparently it's a cheesy, slightly naff Hallmark movie that we watched one year starring Henry Winkler. It has the potentially the worst child actor of all time in, but without fail, we now watch it every Christmas Eve with a pizza, but no Magnum. What are you doing? And that's, partly what it's about isn't it pizza and a magnet your, no but your favorite movie yeah. that what puts you in that this is my tradition this is, this christmas is our eve. tradition people tend to do it on christmas, christmas eve as well it's yeah. you tend to watch your favorite christmas movie on christmas eve and yeah. do the same movie every year i do yeah. every year i'll come to mine uh where did we go next uh, alex came back with it's a wonderful life okay again i think i've only seen that once or twice uh see i a few times yeah i might yeah. i might watch that this christmas actually uh chris from the time shifters podcast he came back with 1953's A Christmas Carol with Alistair Sim. Okay. Not aware of it. 
Um, followed by Muppets Christmas Carol would be a second. Fair. Uh, Al- Alistair Sim is is pretty much always cited as sort of the best Scrooge. Okay. He's, he's... Is he the guy who I think of when I think of Scrooge? Is that? I would have thought so. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Fair. Uh, Smiley Turn responded with Die Hard, but we'll skip over that. Um... Come to our Discord if you want some Die Hard discussion. I don't <laughs> think we're going to do it on here. There's been a lot. We d- I think we did it on here last year I and maybe we, the year before. I, possibly. Um, no, I'm not going to argue with you if you think it's a Christmas film. But it just isn't. But that's not necessarily my uh, take on it. But there you go. You can <laughs> you can go and get involved in that in the Discord. There's there, been a big you. discussion on it. Uh, Smiley's just wrong. Uh, he's also come. He's also hit us with Home Alone and Love Actually, which I think fall in the same bracket in my eyes. Home Alone's a Christmas film. I don't think it is. Is Love Actually? I don't like Love Actually. I just don't. I've only I seen that once. I went to the cinema to watch it, and I don't think I've seen it since. <laughs> I don't think it's aged well. I think there's some problematic. Um, yeah, yeah, issues with that movie nowadays. <laughs> That's all of our responses on Discord. Let me move over to Instagram now. I know how to work it. So I think I do anyway. Uh, Twisted Crawlers are an Instagram account for remote control cars. Gone with Home Alone 2 or Elf. Uh, I would say Home Alone 2 is more of a Christmas film than Home Alone is, personally. I think it's. it only feels to me that in recent years home alone 2 is sort of now thought of alongside the first one in terms of how good it is yeah they're both as good as each other I think. yeah yeah uh, which has been interesting but to, it feels more christmasy see. home alone 2 than home alone for me anyway uh, ross responded on instagram with the gardens of the galaxy christmas special was pretty amazing yeah i watched that a couple of weeks ago yeah. I, I, I mean, does it count as a film? I don't know probably uh, not it's good have you watched it? no i haven't yet i haven't got to check it, it out i'm it's going good. to though definitely going to uh, Beck came back with Home Alone 2, Muppets Christmas Carol, The Grinch, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and The Holiday. That's a pick wide your favorite range. Christmas movie. Yeah, I, I mean, Not I, pick your favorite Christmas me, schedule. <laughs> I, I like most of those. For me, The Holiday is a bit lays it on a bit too thick. I haven't seen The Holiday uh, personally. Hold my hands up. I you wouldn't like it. No, I don't think I would. Uh, you've responded on here. I did. Do you did want me to I? read that out? Uh, or is it going to be your answer anyway? I think it's going to be my okay, answer. Okay, I will leave it there then. I think that's all the Instagram results. Let me go to Twitter quickly. Uh, Kidnapped by Wizards podcast. Uh, they respond- I love those guys. I love those guys too. They are great. Uh, our host could never choose without a fight, but I, Master Fenrig, am partial to a bit of Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, it seems to be a very it's popular a winner, choice. I think, yeah. Uh, not just any philosophy... Club is another podcast. Uh, the Shop Around the Corner from 1940s is a pleasant one. I'm aware of this movie. I have never seen it. I'm not aware of this movie, I don't think. But I think that's all of our answers from the socials. Okay. Do you want to do yours? Yeah, I'll go with mine. My favourite, and it is the one that... All those ones we've talked about, I think are mostly great, but the one I make sure I watch every year... Yeah. Is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's a great film. I, I also watch that every year. It's not my favourite. It's not, I don't think it's the best, but I do watch it every year. I don't think it's the best. Yeah. And... It's just so good. But it, it's just... It, ta- it just takes me back to a place... I, you know, it's a... I remember watching it when I was yeah. little. All That's the, way the main reason I still watch it. I think my mum would call it her favourite Christmas movie. Okay. I'm pretty sure she would. And just... Yeah. It's, it's just... It's that thing of, oh, I'm watching this. It's Christmas now. Yeah, I don't... I, yeah, I think we've even. I does think, it matter what the film is to a certain? I think degree? that's the thing, isn't it? I don't think it matters. 
how good a Christmas movie is, if that is your tradition and that's the film you've already always watched, then that's the best Christmas movie in your eyes. Yeah. It could be the worst film ever made. And I don't think any other genre of film does that. I don't think you could watch a terrible horror film and think this is my favourite horror film. Although I would, but you know, <laughs> do you know what I'm trying to say? I'm no, like, I get Halloween, what you're saying. Halloween, yeah. I this terrible horror movie yeah. every year. It's Christmas just brings it out of people. Yeah. Uh, personally, I'm going to go with Santa Claus the movie. Sure. It's my favourite. I watch it every Christmas Eve without fail. Uh, it's just great. John Lifko, Dudley Moore. They're just great. Yeah. It's just a great That's film. That's a good choice. We decided last week. Was it last week or the week before? Uh, two weeks ago. David Hiddleston is the best Santa Claus. Yeah. So... That's why I watch it. I'll be watching it next Saturday? Yeah. Friday? Yeah. Whenever Saturday. Christmas Eve is? Saturday. Yeah, I'll definitely be sitting down and watching that. Brilliant. That's my answer. Good. Thank you for everyone who responded. Good real talk. Good real talk. Good wave. I think that we might get out of here because we need, we are, I don't want to give you a pee behind the curtain, but we are rushing this, this through these two episodes tonight. Uh, we've got a table booked in an hour and 20 minutes and we've got a movie show to do. Yeah. So it uh, should be fun. We're going to do it. Should we briefly talk about the film? That uh, we're doing on Thursday? Yeah, we're going to talk about... Christmas special. The bo- bottom of the stream Christmas We're going to talk about Smart Christmas. We are indeed. Which, wow, well, it's a thing. <laughs> I think it... Sam suggested in the Discord today that it might be the most niche film we've ever done. And 100%. I think it possibly is. Yeah. It's a it's a Bulgarian made-for-TV holiday musical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> and somehow it's managed to find its way onto British Netflix course it with has. no dub no just in its original form the, the subtitles have obviously been added on by somebody but what a what a trip what a treat what a treat i say musical no it's not we'll, i wouldn't say it's we'll, a musical we'll come to that <laughs> okay uh, yeah we'll come back thursday we'll talk about thursday we'll decide Christmas. if it's a musical or not yeah so yeah thanks for listening everybody and we'll be back on thursday for the movie show cheers bye